Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Unbiased Freedom Podcast. Today's going to be an interesting one. We are going to be discussing the 2020 election and the unofficial results that we currently are seeing today through the mainstream media. I've got Thomas Brown with me today. What's up, everybody? And of course, Sean Ledford down there in Alabama. Sweet home, Alabama. Hey, guys. Nice to have you again. It's good to be here. <laughs> Man, this one is, uh, there's been all kinds of stuff happening with this. Woo. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, um, it's been crazy. Yeah. It's absolutely been crazy. So why don't we just start and uh, go around the room and, uh, talk about, we'll talk about who we thought was actually going to win and, uh, why, and then, uh, go from there. Then we can regroup at the end. Thomas, you want to start that conversation out? Sure. Uh, I mean, like I said before, I th- honestly thought Trump was going to win it. Uh, just based on, I guess, even just the rallies, if you look like his rallies were always crowded. Biden's wasn't, which I know, you know, more uh, liberals are going to stay home because they are more fearful of the pandemic than right. Republicans. But still, uh, it just it was very surprising, especially to see Georgia tip uh, Democrat. That was very interesting. Well, a, as of right now, allegedly, yeah, as right. of right now, it supposedly has. Um, so I was definitely kind of surprised. Um, I really didn't think that Biden. I mean, I knew a lot of people just wanted Trump gone just because they just didn't like Trump. A but, protest vote, right? Per se. I didn't think it was going to be to that degree, right? So yeah, okay. Sean. Um, yeah, actually, I feel pretty much the same. Um, I definitely thought Trump was going to end up winning again. Um, it really, I guess it really surprises me the amount of people that showed up to the polls just to make sure that um, Trump didn't get another presidency. Well, most of Biden's came, came from mail-in votes. Yeah. Right. Which the Democratic Party, uh, you know, they, they were not um, hiding the fact that all their voters, they were encouraging them to vote by mail. Right. And in doing so, let's just be honest, that's going to complicate things at when it comes time to count votes because there's going to be a lot of issues to work through. Yeah. You know? No, no. So, uh, all right. Well, I guess it's my turn. Um, I'm going to have to say I agree with both of you guys. I am stunned is the word that because I mean remember guys we were all up together watching the results as they came in real time I know and communicating yeah. for a good six seven hours pretty much and before we all laid our head down that night we were all like yep uh, it's definitely a, Trump's got this pretty heavy handedly all right let's go to sleep you know we're done then right. you wake up the next morning and literally all five counties that they were calling for Trump they're now saying, yeah, Biden's got the lead now. Like, handedly, too. Like, Oh, yeah, like yeah. Like, 132,000 votes just magically appeared. Right. They were all for Biden. All of them. Like, that's I was going to say, sketchy. yeah, let's, like, let's, let's be real. Let's, let's talk about that evening because Trump came in. I mean, he was winning by a landslide. And then they do something which they, I mean, almost never do. They, they're like, okay, uh, they sent home some of the vote counters and then people come in the next day and all of a sudden Biden is winning. And I mean, I don't know about you guys, 
That seems a little fishy to me. I agree. What what I thought was weird was that at 1030, all of these states where Trump was winning, they stopped counting votes at the exact same time. And we're talking about states right. that are in totally different time zones. It's like, why, why is that? That seems coordinated to me. And I, I know I'm not a conspiracy theorist on this, but I'm just pointing out the facts. We're just talking about the facts here. Vote counting. And also, remember, we are not Trump or Biden supporters. So no. we're looking at this from more of an objective standpoint than most people. Yeah, we're unbiased. Yeah. With regards with, to the Democratic and Republican Party nominees. Yes. yes. <laughs> so <laughs> we're not unbiased Correct. with it with regards to being free and, you know, owning ourselves and not having a government overlord. So Correct. That's that's where we differ. But anyway, it just seems odd to me, like Sean said, the vote counting stopped. Then we wake up 8 a.m., boom. You got hundreds and thousands of ballots that just magically appear and all of them sway towards Biden in all of these states that were quote unquote yeah. swing states that weren't necessarily even swing states until that later that night. <laughs> and then all of a sudden Biden's in the lead. It's like, whoa, wait, wait a minute. Like this is the next day. Like the election, it should be done. Well, I know right. like uh, federally they have, it's it's written out the the con. I think it was like the second Congress um, put it in there that you know everything has to be received by election day. But then they gave the states the power to be able to extend it a certain amount of time. But then everything has to be certified yeah, like by three I believe days it's the 20th. later, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. And to me, that just leaves the door wide open for just a lot of discrepancies. Well, and that goes back to what we've talked about before, where we need to revamp how we do our voting. It needs to be, they need to figure out some way to where it can even be a digital vote. There's, there's ways to make it secure. Enough. Well, let's, let's be honest. I mean, technically I we're, say, we're yeah. voting digitally today. When you right. go to a booth and you press a button, yeah. that's a digital vote. Well, some of these states don't press a button. You literally fill out a ballot card still. And, and I like, I like that. That's better than this, where you got a computer glitch that flips 6,000 6, well, Trump votes for Biden. They're running it through a scanner. And yeah. they're saying those scanners are glitching too. Well, they shouldn't be running them through scanners. Yeah. They should be... It's like a Scantron. Yeah, like, they should be hand counting them. Right. If, Agreed. If you're yeah. going to have paper ballots, you better paper count them by hand. I mean, don't try to, you know, mix man and machine because, of course, you're going to have errors. People, computers glitch all the time. And when you're talking about something that has to be so specific and the margin of error is very low, A or B, i.e. Trump or Biden then, mm -hmm. I mean, there's a 50-50 chance that it could go wrong. <laughs> that's a bad, that's bad odds to me. Well, you know, and with, um, with blockchain, uh, what they use to make uh, Bitcoin secure, yeah. I mean, it's not like it's not something that we can't do. I mean, they could come up with a system for us to vote from our homes um, and have it as reasonably tamper-proof as they do uh what they have mail-in ballots right yeah because there's um, no way yeah. that could go wrong yeah well here let's let's all be right. realistic the government already has all of our social security information on a government website if you go to socialsecurity.gov you can exactly. log in see what you've made over the life of your your time you know your lifetime of work earnings and what you're eligible for is all that good stuff all that stuff is already on a computer database connected to the internet so it, I'm not being facetious, but I mean, if somebody wanted to steal that stuff, it could be done today and it 
Hell, it probably already has. We just don't even know. And let's just, we got to do something better than what we're doing. This, oh, we all vote. November 3rd is the vote day, but then we don't know for 60 days till who our next president is. I mean, like, that's kind of like third world country bullshit. Well, and normally it's usually a a substantial lead between one or the other and and a candidate will concede. But when it's this tight, it's not going to happen. It's like in 2000 at Gore and Bush. But, you know, that's normally that's how it is. Somebody concedes. That was stupid for Trump to come out the night of the oh, election so and, and say, yep, we won, blah, blah, blah. You know, that was like, yeah. what a dumbass. Part of me wonders if like the some of the behind the scenes kind of higher up people did sway it this way because they were afraid of how much backlash they would there would be and how many riots and, and everything else. And so they to settle down the moods, at least for now, that's what they did. Obviously, it's going to go to court and go through litigation. And of course, if it doesn't go one party's way, we'll see the results of it no matter oh, yeah. what. But, you know, I think I th- part of me thinks that it was I the mean, tensions were maybe. getting so high that maybe they're trying to settle it down a little. I mean, maybe the court systems will figure it out the way it's supposed to be. Uh, how much do you really trust that given what we've seen? Um, throughout all this ballot counting, I mean, don't get me wrong. Yeah, it's, I I don't I don't really care who's in, but I mean, there's a lot of shady shit going on. I mean, using cardboard to block observers um, from in watching ballot counters, right? Uh, I mean, there's videos of people like literally balling up ballots and throwing them in the trash. Um, they found where people have dumped like massive amounts of ballots in the dumpsters. I yeah, mean, there's the, just all sorts of shit going the postal, on. The postman that drove his truck to the Canadian border with a bunch of mail-in ballots in the back of it and just like ditched <laughs> it. Like, what really? is that? Yeah. I didn't hear about that yeah. one. Yeah, I sent it to oh the group. Oh my God. Yeah, it's nuts. And then they found um, a bunch of ballots out in the middle of the der- desert in Arizona that somebody had just dumped. Like, yeah, clear, clearly... We can't trust our government workers, i.e. the post office, to deliver these ballads, you know, unobjectively, unobjectively and unbiased to just deliver them as as they were brought to them, you know? So Well, and that's the one good thing about putting in uh, some sort of an automated system is because then it is unbiased. It's it's literally just gonna count. It's not gonna have any leaning, you know what I mean? There won't be that human element. Exactly. And that's the problem right. we have right It'll now. Be, we yeah, have a huge be, human element. Yeah, uh, it should be. Uh, it should be like taking a poll online. Like, hey, here are your options. Pick one. Cool. At the end of the day, we'll tally all the percentages. You know, whoever fucking uh, gets the electoral votes wins. It should literally yeah. be that simple. But instead, I agree. You know, they've turned they've turned it into this fucking just shit show um, where people can manipulate it however they want to. I mean, you got people that are, I think up in Michigan, they said um, that they weren't allowing the observers to actually observe them count ballots. Um, That's right. So they got a court order to move six feet closer uh, to the ballot counters and the ballot counters decided to move six feet further away after that. 
Yeah, it's like that's super petty and just it in the United States of America as a citizen, we should be able to have faith in our elections. And this doesn't bode well for making me no. feel like we've got good intentions at hand. Well, and no, transparency. Not at all. Oh, well, and not only that, so it still leads to the fact that so many people still distrust the system so much. I, I saw a report. It was like 46% of registered voters in the U.S. still didn't vote this election cycle. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, because that's crazy because there was record turnout. Too. Yeah, and it was still for, because it's like 245 million age, or, or registered <laughs> voters in the U.S. And, you know, there was like 75,000 went to, or 75 million went to Biden, 73,000 or 73 million, sorry, I keep uh, <laughs> went to Trump, and then you know, Jorgensen got about 2 million. Well, you like, want to hear something crazy? That's just stupid. So, the state of Texas, their early voting, their turnout for early voting was more than all votes cast in the 2016 election. Right. That, wow. If that doesn't tell you something, that's fucking nuts. Well, and so just imagine if those other 46% of people actually casted their vote because they're they're those people that think oh there's not a good you know they don't know about third parties or they say you know there's not a good right. option blah 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 so what do you guys think about and I'm just going to throw this out here because a lot of countries that's a civic duty is to I, vote yes it so is. it's a civic yeah. duty to vote what do you guys how do y'all feel about it being mandated that as a citizen of a country you have to go and vote when it's time to vote I don't like it being mandated. Well, yeah, I was going to say, I don't think anybody should be able to tell you that you have to, but, but I do think people should. Exactly. I think that you should, because you can't, my biggest thing is if you're going to sit there and bitch and complain, but you don't vote, you have no reason to bitch or complain. You need to put in a vote if you want to have that ability, because otherwise, what good does it do? You're you're literally complaining and you have the ability to have your voice heard and then you don't do it. Well, let me play devil devil's advocate here because I've got a friend who lives in Asheville, North Carolina, who lives off the grid in a bus. Mm -hmm. They don't vote. He claims to be uh, anarcho-capitalist. He doesn't like any kind of government. Um, he's raising his kids without TV and internet. They hunt with what they eat in national parks. Like, I mean, it's legit. I follow them on Facebook. It's very interesting. Guy's really cool. Um, but beyond that, what got me interested in him was just his perspective of the state versus an individual. And his argument is, I don't vote because I wasn't, I didn't choose to be built and put together on these latitude and longitudes that we just came over here and claimed was the United States of America. That's his argument. He's like, nobody, nobody asked me if I had a choice to be here and to live under these rules. You're just born out unto them. And so to be, to, for, to be forced to live within those bounds, he says, is just wrong. And that's how he comes at it. And I thought that was an interesting take. I never really thought about it. Yeah. But that's just what he thought. There's a lot of people that feel you know, that way and they want it to where there is no individual countries. They just want us all to be one you guys, world population. You guys have heard sovereign citizens, right? Yeah, yes. All right. Yeah. I, I wouldn't claim that he claims that because he has a driver's license and things like that. But he is just completely, he is a straight up anarchist, meaning no government, no, no, no gods, you know, like just don't, nobody owns me. Nobody controls my ideas and my thoughts. And he thinks that when you go vote, 
you're voting to impose someone else's will upon people who don't vote for that person. And that's pretty much what he broke it down at the election, uh, over the election. Sure. Sure. But here's, I mean, here's the thing, you know, um, obviously you don't have a choice in where you're born, but in order to be a part of society, you have to follow, you know, the rules. Um, that's, that's why we have rules so that we can all coexist, uh, semi piece rules are made to be broken he definitely <laughs> he definitely is not part of society like he literally he literally is just 100 off the grid like frontier but, but what i'm kind of what right. i'm saying is that's pretty what cool. i'm saying is if you don't if you decide if you, you grow up and you decide that you don't like the rules of this society um then you have the option to immigrate to another country i mean that's always there so I mean, while I while I can agree that you have no choice in where you're born, um, and you know you you are kind of forced to follow the rules would, wherever it is you end up. You still I would have argue the option and to say that you else. have that option to do what what he's doing: live off the grid. You shouldn't be. I agree. I mean, yeah, that too. Into, yeah, like because I know there's been there was a guy in I believe it was Florida who was kind of that same way. And he had um, like solar panels and stuff like that, and he was having such a surplus that they, the they, company was buying it from him. Yeah, and they have eventually passed a law that said yeah. you cannot legally live off the grid in, exactly in, in the state of Florida, which is bullshit, or collect rainwater, yeah. or because they want you to be buying into the which, government. It's rainwater. Why? Yeah. And what that's kind of bullshit. stupid shit is that? Yeah. Like the well, government is trying to control everybody more and more and more without us even knowing it. Oh yeah, the noose is tightening. Here's the thing, though, is. His perspective is, okay, while yes, you could immigrate, you have to buy into the system temporarily right. to afford to leave it. Right. You can't just get in his... Okay, fair, you can't, I mean, yeah, he can't enough. just go barter and buy his way you know, out of the U.S. to you go to Central America. could have back in the 1800s. <laughs> right, right. And that's what he's saying. He's yeah. like, well, it used to not be like this. Yeah. You, could, you could cross borders freely. There was no, you know... Hey, let me see your papers. You know, Yo, yeah. Are I mean, you allowed still, to be in that horse and buggy? Right. There were still Is like it, empires and stuff. Do you like have that, too much but, weight in your horse and buggy? Right. Pull over here, sir. <laughs> like, right. the, like, I mean, it is kind of crazy if you think about it. How far we've come from our freedoms, and we're now so conditioned to be unfree and to have so much encroachment on our individual lives that we just think it's normal. And there's a, a good subset of people that doesn't think that's normal yeah i mean he's got a point i mean i mean we're taxed yeah i mean there's a tax and a license for everything so i mean i do understand the perspective like that's why he doesn't want to own land like to get a fishing license are you kidding me yeah like no this guy does everything illegal he parks his he parks his bus in national parks because they're he can and and he'll stay there until they kick him out and he's been kicked out multiple times, but he just moves <laughs> to another part of the park. Yeah. And that's just what he does. He's like, I don't want to own property because I don't really own it if I'm having to pay money on it. He's like, I just want to live. Yeah. I just want to be left alone and live. I want to hunt for my food. That's like, like um, he makes wooden spoons and bowls. Like he's taught his cool. son how to do it. He's like six years old. Like it's, it's, it's wild, man. It is wild, but they, they get by and, and it's, I kind of, I kind of envy him, man. That's kind of like uh, if you ever watch the show, like Life Below Zero. Uh, yeah, yeah. Some of those people don't own that. Most of them don't own the land that they're building on. They just go and they just 
They make yeah, a who's homestead. Gonna, who's going to stop them? Right. Who's going to come out there right. and, and stop them? But that's the thing. That's the difference between being out in a remote wilderness in Alaska or, you know, Montana or something like that and being in well and that's how you that's how you claim (laughs) land actually yeah out in those areas if you if you homestead it there's laws homestead laws if you homestead it and you can survive off the land for x amount of years it's your land and that's how it should be and like how now like out there like if if you do homestead and you that's your land you don't get taxed on it but here you never owned your land like i will never own my lot because every single year I get taxed. Yeah, and those taxes go up, too. Which is bullcrap. Like, right. I don't understand yeah. how they can tax you on your land when you're already paying your taxes... Everywhere else. Everywhere else. Like, and that's the thing that's... That's the most frustrating thing is, like, that was one of the reasons why we left England was because of how much taxes there were. And yet Taxation now, without representation. Sure, yeah, we, yeah. I mean, we fought an entire war over it. Right. <laughs> and now we're taxed out the ass way worse than we yeah. ever were under english rule i mean arguably we may have more taxes here than they do there <laughs> probably granted they do have they they still have the stupid tv tax but the thing <laughs> is is out there they at least know that they don't own their land well yeah i mean <laughs> out yeah. here we have the illusion that we own our own land when right. we don't the government owns it all yeah yeah no that's true the only land that we quote unquote own is national and state parks and that's just because it's still our tax dollars paying for it and even then we can't do what we want on it yeah and, I, and that like, that's, right. that's another thing that doesn't make any sense to me like why do they why are we charging people to get into national parks the only only national park you can get into without a charge is the great smoky mountain national park which is gorgeous yeah every other national park you pay a fucking fee that's stupid even in texas when i went down to texas with brenda we went to the brazos state park and it was like a ten dollar entry fee i was like you fucking kidding me like yeah i never heard of this before i'm from tennessee we don't have to pay to get to but in other states you have to pay a fee to get into the park and it's like so the, (laughs) the, the government argument is well you know we gotta we gotta pay somebody to um you know, pick up the trash and uh, cut the grass and... Uh, I mean, isn't that what our Print maps. And... <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what our taxes are already going towards. I like the donation box idea at Great Smoky Ma- yeah. National Park. I always drop a 20 in there when we go. Well, and, and it ask, works. Yeah. Well, here's the, here's the thing. The argument is, oh, well, somebody's got to come out here and take care of these porta-potties and this and that. And it's like, yeah, take donations and if people don't want to donate get rid of the porta potties because nobody wants to pay for them and the problem solves itself yeah because the people Correct. that go there are going to start donating exactly. so that they can have that amenity but here's here's <laughs> the thing it's just a government scheme to create jobs we got to pay darnice at the fucking front gate <laughs> you know 60k <laughs> a year to collect your 10 dollar fee to get into our park that's what it's about it's the government patting itself on the back going, hey, we did good, guys. We we made jobs. We're creating sustainable futures for people. And we're making sure nobody builds on this stuff. Just imagine how bad it's going right. to be when Biden makes all of these good paying government jobs. I'm using air quotes, by the way. Yeah. Like, sign me up, man. <laughs> good God. I want free everything. So do we have uh, to yeah, do we have to quit our jobs to get all the free stuff or or do we just or do we just get the free stuff? Oh, hey guys, I got breaking news. Can I, I jump is it in? the AOC thing? No. Oh, I want to talk about that. No, I got breaking news, guys. Uh, 
pulled up just four minutes ago. Um, Jeopardy host Alex Trebek has just passed away at 80 years old. He lost his oh, battle uh, with pancreatic oh, that cancer. Sucks. That sucks. I hate that man because yeah. he. he um, I, I, I don't hate that man. I hate the fact that that happened Correct. to him. Correct. Yes. Um, yes. I was talking being cool like a 13 year old kid and it just didn't bode well in that that context. Um, Alex is a, a really cool dude and um, he uh, when he was diagnosed I mean just hearing how he faced faced those fears that he had you know I, I have a lot of respect for that and to keep working too through it like man yeah. but he, ha- he had a long yeah, life 80 I mean years, 80 man. years old I it's mean pretty, I don't know that incredible. I'm going to make it to 80 so you know props to him yeah. but uh, sorry to interrupt I just um, thought that was important information at the time so yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's very crazy. unfortunate to hear. Uh what was your AOC news, oh, buddy? So they uh just ten minutes ago Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Yeah, the New York Times uh posted that AOC says she may quit politics. What? Yeah, she said her uh-huh. quote she's quoted saying, I don't even know if I want to be in politics. She said she told the Times when asked about her future after her party's poor showing in House, Senate, and local races. It's it's the incoming, it's the stress, it's the violence, it's the lack of support from your own party, she said, despite winning her own race for re-election. It's your own party thinking they're the enemy, or you're the enemy, when your own colleagues talk anonymously in the press and then turn around and say you're bad because you actually um, append your name to your opinion. But I'm serious when I tell people the odds of me running for higher office and the odds of me just going off trying to start a homestead somewhere they're probably the same. So, hmm. well, you know why? It's because you're off. a socialist. <laughs> because even your own party thinks that your views are too extreme. I don't I know. Mean, yeah. For the most part, I, I would say... No, nah, I think the old... The it's reason. the old doc. It's the no. old Democrats, the blue dog Democrats, the Nancy Pelosi's well, and the yeah, Chuck Schumer's. Yeah. Those are the ones who think she's too extreme. But there's a subset in the Democratic Party that's even pushing those moderates out. That's, I mean, that's true. But did you see that they're talking about getting rid of Nancy Pelosi as the, the speaker, speaker? Yeah. Because they're saying her talking about the socialist agendas and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, she said quit using that them. buzzword yeah. because it's costing them elections yep. and she would be right. Yeah. But the thing is, is there's so many, those Democrats have let so many of those socialists yeah. into their party. They've got a struggle, a power struggle that's getting ready to happen. And honestly, right. kind of I, glorious, actually. <laughs> I think it bodes well for the Republican Party and the Libertarian Party. Yeah. Honestly, maybe the Libertarians can step up and take some of the Democrat vote away. I would love to see if that. If they shift even further left. Yeah, but it's, it's also kind of worrisome, though, on the same hand. Um, because you have a lot of people, I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but I have, um, you have a lot of people our age, it seems, uh, they buy into it. Yeah. They buy into it really hard. And I don't Um, understand that is, I don't know if it's just, they're, they're still not exposed to real life situations. They're, they're coddled, they're coddled little kids, man. Mommy and daddy's bought every fucking thing for them. But the, the, but the, like until well, I, I've known people who have been like, yeah, let's do universal healthcare. Let's do this. Let's do that. And then they start working and they start making good money and then they get taxed. And then just like, wait a minute, wait a second. Maybe we shouldn't raise taxes. Yeah. Like- <laughs> so, I mean, I think, I think that, um, I think that stems from, I would like to think that it stems from a desire to, uh, have a good life for everyone. 
Um, I know before I before I found out um, about the Libertarian Party and did like some research and stuff, and actually kind of got a good perspective on how things actually work. Um, I definitely had some pretty far left leaning tendencies. Uh, like what? I thought that universal health care was a good idea because you know I think that's like. Uh, I mean, and on paper, it. Uh, I'm sorry, not on paper. Actually, uh, it's yeah. just it just seems like <laughs> in a good thought, idea. it's a good yeah. idea. It, in on theory, paper, it's terrifying. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Let let me rephrase that. In theory, it's a great idea because you know everybody should have access to healthcare. Um, but then you look at like what actually goes into providing universal healthcare, and I mean, yeah, there are a bunch of countries that do it, um, but they also tax their citizens like. 45% of their income. At minimum. Which is insane. Um, yeah. And I mean, yeah. you know, it's like, it's like those, it's like all those, um, I mean, all those programs that like are meant to help people are great in theory, but when you actually try to enact them, um, you just end up hurting everybody in the long run. Right. And I think that, I think that they don't realize that because they don't actually know how it would work. See, honestly, I don't, I think they realize that. That's the sad thing is I think they do realize that, but they just, they don't care because it's not going to affect them being taxed and them losing money because most of those people that are advocates don't work good career jobs. They're working minimum wage jobs. So they're like, well, I'm not making any money. Well, aspire to do better. There are, you can go out. I was, me and Hannah were at Hobby Lobby yesterday. And people are complaining like, oh, I can't live on $7.25 working fast food. Okay, well, go to Hobby Lobby because they start at $17 an hour. And they weren't first forced right. to do that. They're doing that because they want to get the best employees they can. So go find another job. You don't have to work at McDonald's making 10 bucks an hour. You can well work at Hobby Lobby and make 17 bucks an hour or go to Amazon and make 16 or go to Walmart and make 16 like you don't right because minimum wage is meant for entry level work. Yeah, it, you're it's not supposed to be a career. Guys, you want to hear right. something crazy? Yes, I love crazy. All right. <laughs> so the net worth of the people in the United States of America accounts for 30% of the global net worth. Out of 317 trillion in global wealth, the United States share is at 98 trillion. This is everybody in the country combined. Now, on top of that, even the median household income of 63000 per American family places a family into the top 0.17% of the richest people in the world. Yep. We are by far the richest people as individuals yeah. than any other country on face of the earth. And there's a reason for that is because we don't do a lot of these social net programs that the rest of the world does. And you make a good point. Like, you know, you look at Sweden, you look at Norway, you look at England, you look at Canada, you look at all these different places that we know have socialized healthcare systems set up in place. And what we also know is that car ownership is next to nothing over there in those countries versus the U.S. because they just honestly can't afford it. Housing is much higher. It's like all these people's place, the the places that they live and work, the costs are skyrocketing. And the reason for that is because the cost to live there is skyrocketing. And that is because of these social programs. Well, you know, I can, you know, I don't have to pay for my insurance. So, you know, it's okay to pay $3,000 a month for a house. Yeah. Hell well, no. Yeah. Well, <laughs> fuck, because fuck that. <laughs> I, I read, I read that over in yeah. Sweden, it, it's one of the worst places, honestly, of government inclusion on an individual. 
they're taxed at almost 60%. Right. They don't even take home half of their wealth. Which is insane. That's crazy. And what's crazy and that, and what's scary to me mostly about that is say you wanted to go and move somewhere else, you can't fucking afford to. Yeah. You're well, literally stuck. Right. The average American right now is we don't see at least 30% of our income. Oh, God. At least in Tennessee, because nope. you're getting a, at least 20% on your income tax. And then, of course, you're paying into Social Security and Medicare and all this other crap. And then you turn around, you have to pay sales tax. So, yeah, I mean, you, you want to hear something crazy? Another crazy moment by Ian here at the Unbiased Freedom Podcast. <laughs> bah, bah, bah. <laughs> so, I got a pay raise uh, a couple weeks ago. Nice. Congrats. Congrats. Yeah, maybe. And so, <laughs> yeah, right. Maybe. Moving into so, a new tax bracket. I think so. So, let me just break this down real quick. So, I got a pay raise back in, it technically happened in back in uh, June. Well, it didn't go into effect until August, or sorry, September. And so, they back paid all the, the difference from that point in time. Okay. That all came as okay. a lump sum on my check including the new pay scale. Well, so I'm just going to throw this out here because it's good information. I'm going to I'm going to flub the numbers a little bit just so people don't know exactly what I make. So, but um let's say over over this month period or sorry, this 2-week period with combined overtime and I worked a lot of weekends uh, and even you guys know we had to reschedule the recording of the podcast. So, let yeah. let's say I took home 6500 bucks that 2 weeks. So on, and these are, I'm flubbing the numbers on my overtime. It was a couple hundred bucks, like 350 bucks after taxes. The lump sum of the back pay of the pay increase was almost a thousand dollars, which was what put me higher than I normally would be. I only took Mm -hmm. home 430 bucks of that extra thousand. They took more than half of that. And so my total tax bill, and I'm flubbing the numbers let's say it was about 1600 bucks on that single check. And I was showing Brenda, we were looking, that's my wife for those who don't know. And we were looking at that and we we're like, holy shit. Like, and this is lower. I was like, what happens when the, the federal tax cuts go away because Biden wants to get rid of that? Like that was saving me about a right. hundred bucks a month. And now that's going to just go back up, if not even more. Like, holy shit, that really, it really pissed me off and really... It uh, made me really proud to be a libertarian. I was like, yeah, I'm in the right, I'm in the right camp. This is bullshit. Well, I can attest to that too, because on, I'm 100% commission based. So I'll have really good weeks and I'll have really shitty weeks on my really good weeks. I'm literally paying in a thousand dollars a week, a week. Good God. A week guys in taxes. Damn. A week. I'm paying in more in taxes a year than most people make. So how how much better off would you be if you could keep your own money? Would you be in debt? Fuck no. Exactly. I would I would have my house. Honestly, if I didn't have to pay taxes, I could have my house paid off in three years. Literally, I could have my house paid off in three years, have no debt, and have multiple properties. And do you feel like you're getting your money's worth from those $1,000 that the government's forcing you? No, because that... Uh, of that, how much of that's going into Social Security? Not a that lot. I'm never going to see. Not a lot. Hey, look, even yeah. even more and, basic uh, than that. Even more basic than that. Tell me, 
How are the roads in Tennessee? Shit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they've been they've been expanding the road over by my house for over a year now, and they're they're still four years from completion. Which Any, anybody who's ever been on Briley Parkway can tell you that our taxes do not go to the appropriate things. Hey, that's done now. That's a nice road now. <laughs> oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah. But no, you're well, still right. Fuck I'm, me. <laughs> <laughs> you've been in Alabama too long. No, um All right, yeah. No, you're 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 absolutely right though. They built that fucking uh bypass in fucking concrete sections that they know the only yeah. way to replace them is to pull up the concrete square blocks and drop new ones in. And at the time they thought that was a good idea. Oh, that'll be a lot more efficient than repaving every few years. Uh no. They had to rip up every single fucking concrete block and repave. It's like insane. So I, I'm still, because my rate is going to be different because obviously I have kids and everything. So you're still not going to know exactly how much I make per year. But let's put it this way. I was just looking at it. Sorry. I've already paid $20,000 in taxes. Makes me sick. Yeah, that's disgusting. That's, and it's, that's a, in a COVID year. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Now. That infuriates hates me when i see that now, oh i know and and it really entrenches my oh, my, my, my God, hate for the government so let's think about that for a second all this money that the government takes from us at the barrel of a gun and people want to argue oh no it's not at the barrel of a gun really don't pay your taxes and see how long you get to keep your stuff right you're gonna go to because jail. men with guns <laughs> right. will show up to your house and if you don't comply you will be shot that's called force so, right. If yeah, and if you if you deign not to pay these taxes, you end up in jail. That's right. And your bill continues and they just put interest on top of the the money that they owe. It's like how is that fucking possible? Like how do I owe the government interest on the bill that I already owe them? That's nuts. That's that's crazy. Well, and my thing is is we we pay in and then so they get an interest-free loan. And our refund is basically just the interest that they accrued. Right. So if they don't make money, they charge you more. How, yeah. how the fuck does that make any sense? That's a, that's a great pyramid scheme. Like, that is infuriating to me. Like, if I'm giving yeah, you an yeah, interest-free loan, I should get every dime back. Yeah, well, they don't balance their budget. You know yeah. that won't happen. But let real quick, I wanted to circle back. So knowing how much they're stealing from you every year at the barrel of a gun... Do, don't you guys think that if we didn't have the taxes being siphoned from our pays every freaking week or two weeks, however you're paid, we could probably afford our healthcare cash. Wouldn't even need insurance companies. Wouldn't even need them. I, I would have already saved 20 grand this year. And, and, and guess what? You know how many times I've been to the doctor? Yeah, I was twice. Wondering. Yeah, exactly. And, and it was only, okay. and it was in one trip, and that was because my company forced me to because of my allergies, and I had to get a COVID test and a strep test. That's the only time this year I've been to the doctor. Okay, and hang on, hang on. So a majority of people are healthy, by and large, meaning they don't have you know dire straits conditions that could potentially kill them. Most people have are have they're overweight or they're pre-diabetic or diabetic, but those are things that they, those are personal choices that you can make. Granted, I know you can get and diabetes by manageable, right? Manageable. But here, here, all I'm saying is if hospitals had a price board, just like your local McDonald's or your gas station, 
and you knew what mm-hmm. you, the price that you were going to pay for a specific procedure or whatever, whatever you're there to have done, you would have price competition. But because that those because those prices are not public, the insurance company can just charge whatever they want to the hospitals because they know you're going to pay them every month. And so that's why prices keep going up and that's why they're high as they are. Well, and not only that, but then right. even if it's more expensive somewhere else, but you, they have a better reputation, you're going to be more willing to go to that place and pay a little bit more to get better service. Yeah. I but mean, that's still in your control. Yeah. But when my grandparents were alive back, they were, they lived through the great depression, right. world, world war two, all that stuff. And my grandfather fought in world war two. They, there was no insurance. Like you go to the doctor or the, you did house calls. The doctor came to you. He came to your house, you know, he brought his stethoscope in his little black bag and sat down on the couch. Bring your kid in. What what's wrong with him? Let's go, let's check him out, you know? And here's some needed, cocaine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Here's some LSD, man. Yeah. Hope you get feeling better. Right. Don't well, even get me started on the medical industry. It's it's absolutely fucking insane. Yeah. It's sick. Um, anybody that it's knows sickening. Anybody that knows me knows that um I am a cancer survivor. And so just just one of the bills that I got, it was a it was a seven day stay um, in a hospital room was for seventy thousand dollars. Jesus Christ, um, man. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. That's bullshit. I it was, is. And they get away I was with in the it. hospital for. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's fucking stupid. Um, the whole medical medical industry, uh, as far as like the amounts that are paid and stuff needs a total reform. It's it's out of control. Um, I was in the hospital for six months and the bill for everything um, I had, let's see, I had one, one, two, three, I had four different surgeries, um, two rounds of chemo. And then the rest of that was just like staying in bed in the hospital because I couldn't really do anything and pain meds and all that ended up totaling like over a million dollars um, in the amount of bills that I received. Jeez, uh, absolutely man. fucking insane. Um, so yeah, the, the medical industry, they need some sort of reform. Um, it's, and then it at some point, it's like, insane. it's like, okay, so you either saved my life or you just destroyed my life. I can't figure out which. Literally. Correct. Because now yeah. you're a, a, a debt slave for fucking ever. You yeah, because I mean, honestly, who's going to be yeah, able to exactly. pay back a million dollars say, worth of medical bills? Yeah. Right. And they say that shit isn't supposed to affect your credit, but let's be Bullshit. real. Bullshit. Yeah. Bullshit. Yeah, no. Yeah. No, I, I know it does. I know, I know people who have had high medical debt that they couldn't afford, and it definitely does affect their credit. I know I... Uh, a buddy of mine, I think after a certain amount of years, and it may be 10 years, that it starts to fall it's, off. But I it's, think a, it's seven. Yeah, it's seven. Yeah. It is seven. So, like, for <laughs> for the past seven years, you know, I've been harassed by debt collectors. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I get, dude, I get probably 15 calls a day. Golly. There's, also, if a debt collector calls you, this is advice for everybody. Um, if a debt collector calls you and it's almost to the end of the, um, the statute of limitations, um, and you say, yes, that was a debt, it restarts it. Oh my God. So do not answer. Yes. That, that, you know, of the debt, say you are not aware of the debt, downplay it. Don't do it. If you're that close, because then it starts it over because they have a video recording saying that, you know, about it and it starts it over. 
So just an FYI. That's crazy. Hmm. Dude, that's so, that's such a we have such a fucked up system when it comes to yeah. that. Well, honestly, when Landon was born, uh, he's my oldest, by the way. He's seven now. Um, at the time, we got some extra stuff. We thought we pretty much had it paid off, but there was like Hannah's doctor ended up sending us a bill for like a couple of grand or whatever it was. Like it was something, you know. And uh, for the longest time, we couldn't afford to pay anything on it because you know we were living paycheck to paycheck and you know everything else. Um, because our taxes are so high, haha. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so nice tie. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're not wrong. Up until earlier this year, we were still. Uh, luckily, I mean, that doctor's office didn't. It didn't go to debt collection. It was just through the actual office. Uh, and a few months back, after he turned seven, we haven't seen anything since. It's been seven years. They've written it off, and that's it. It's done. Yeah. Like, well, not I mean, try, it, I mean dude, it costs. I mean, play the system. I mean, honestly, if we with how much we are, we paid out like ten grand to have him already. So I'm not going to feel gonna bad say, about letting three even, grand drop off and not paying it. Ten grand's ridiculous yeah. to have a kid. With, I mean, with ins- the insurance companies um, and what you pay out of pocket for childbirth is insane. Uh, I yes. was looking up statistics the other day, and it's something like thirty grand. Yeah. Yes. So it was about 10 grand for Landon. We got better insurance with Levi and ended up paying, I think it was like five or six grand. Uh, Lindley, we paid like two because we got way better insurance by the time she was born. So, right. And all three of those were cesarean sections too. So they were all C sections. So, yeah. So um, my wife and I are, <clears throat> we've been talking about how um, crazy the costs are for childbirth. And she's done a lot of research. And uh, if we ever decide to have a, a child Do it. or two kids or whatever, um, there are <laughs> private institutions where you can go with midwives yes. and they stay with you through the whole process and you can do the... It's a uh, fraction of the price too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But there's a lot of requirements yep. that the individual has to meet. They have to be a healthy weight. They can't have certain conditions because they're literally there to do one thing and that's to deliver the kid. One of uh, Hannah's friends that I've done some woodworking with, um, she's doing it that way. And they told her if she gains X amount during her pregnancy, that's right. that she's not going to be able to have the baby there. Yep, that's right. And that's and that's for the safety of the mother and the child. Right. Because they're not equipped to handle that. Correct. So basically, Sean, they, they will reject you and tell you to go to the hospital. We can't help you here if, if you don't meet the requirements is how that works. So just a, this is just a curiosity question for me. What happens if there's some sort of complication uh, during birth? They have a doctor yeah. that's on site um, if, mm-hmm. if necessary. And of course, the bill would go up because they're using, utilize, you're utilizing his services. But the concept is that there is no doctor per se and you have a natural birth in a natural place and they're just there to help you along the way. And absolute worst case scenario, most of the time they're, pretty close to a hospital well yeah so yeah you know yeah. you can uh, like i said it was more just curiosity yeah thing. I'm, I, I'm, I'm sure that and see have, mo- uh, most people don't even know that those are a thing though they think right. they just assume oh i'm gonna have a baby well i better get in the car and head down to the hospital and whatever they say i have to pay is i guess what i'm gonna have to pay right they don't even know that there's yeah. options because they're just not america baby yeah hey <laughs> Guys, Which, I got, I, I we're got, like way off from the uh, the election, by the way. <laughs> it's fine. It's I fine. Know, this is us. Wealth. Back to the wealth. Yeah. All right. So check this out. 
When comparing yourself to others, especially in such a rich nation like America, it might be tough to feel like you're ahead of the pack. But when you stack yourself against the rest of the world, things are looking significantly better. Even the bottom 10% of household income in the United States of more than 14,000 is over seven times the average global income. That is the equivalent of someone making 450,000 a year in the United States, seven times the median income of 63,000. It's hard to feel down wow. on yourself knowing that you're so well off when compared to the average person on the globe. See, but people don't think about that. No, they no. just they're like, they, "Oh no, I've got a 2-year-old iPhone." Oh no. Right. Oh, <laughs> literal first world problems, dude. Like Oh right, God, yeah. no! I can't. I'm so broke. I had to go buy a fifteen hundred dollar phone. Fuck me, my I, life's over. Oh. I couldn't afford to pay <laughs> for my three hundred and fifty dollar car payment, and also eat out every night this week. Yeah, oh my it, God, it's me. so right. terrible having to provide a service to make money so that I can also, you know, survive. Like I have no sympathy for those people that are sitting there like, oh, I should be making more. Well, why should you be making more? You're not doing shit with your life. Right. Sorry. You don't want to improve Correct. your own life. I have no sympathy for you. Like plain well, the, and simple. Well, the thing is, is you have to bring Do something better. to the table. Yeah. You know, you have to, you, you get marketable. You get paid what you're worth, man. If you're doing something that anybody can do, you're not going to get paid a lot to do it. You no. have to find something that's specialized that only you can do or you can do really well for a company or you start your own fucking business. There aren't enough entrepreneurs, I think, these days. We need more, more people creating jobs. Well, hell, I'll say and, this. And creating companies. Yes. If you are listening start. to our podcast right now and you have any interest in cars, get into the collision industry. Don't even go to school for it. There is a shortage of techs right now. A massive shortage of techs. Fuck school. And you can make good money. You just have to want it. You have to work for it. It's it's hard work, but dude, it's worth it, and like, it's rewarding work. It is, like, but it is, and that's yeah. the thing. You just you st like I said, you don't have to go to school for it. Just if you're even interested, do it. If you're interested that's in true. electrical Look. work, you don't have to do that. You can go get be an electrician. You know, electrician. There's all kinds of trades you can do. Yeah, just do it. You have to have the drive to do it. Just do it. Yeah, don't sit there and complain. Correct. Oh my god, you're making seven twenty five an hour. Uh, I don't want to do anything. Well, that's your own fucking fault. There's plenty of opportunity out there, dude. I made seven bucks an hour so long, like, right, like exactly. I worked at the car lot making. Uh, well, I started at five twenty five, and um, yeah. but I, I finally got up to seven dollars <laughs> an hour. Yo, oh yeah, yeah, and I don't yeah, know how I did I it either. That. I don't know how I did it looking back. I really don't. It was dumb. <laughs> it was dumb. Well, things were also cheaper because there wasn't the inflation that we have now. That's true. And gas prices yeah. were different too. Uh, well, actually, gas prices are about the same as they were then, but those are about to go back through the roof. Well, and the thing, like, the, that's oh, the thing, yeah. though, is, is what people don't realize is if we jack up minimum wage to 15 bucks an hour, everything's going to get more expensive. Yes. Your rent's going to go up. Exactly. Your mortgage will go up. Well, like, that's what blew well, my mind. Really Remember fund. Andrew Yang? Give everybody $1,000 a month. Well, okay. Well, everybody's rent's going up $1,000 a month. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> exactly. what the fuck yeah. is that? Yeah. People are stupid. They don't really, they don't realize that when it's cause and effect. I liked, I actually liked Andrew Yang as a person and I think he had a lot of good ideas, especially around the tech industry well, and automation and things. Like, yeah. The guy's smart, but some of his economic ideas are kind of stupid if you ask me they're just naive yes yes I, well and i was gonna say i think i think again that stems from like wanting to 
do good for the public, but not really understanding how things work. Right. But you would think as a business owner, like he's got to know that that's not viable. Like you can't just give people money. Bullshit. Give me money. I mean, I want money. I mean, I'll take free money all day, but it's just not. And that's another thing that kills me is like these people are like, we have to have another stimulus or they could just stop stealing your money and you wouldn't need a stimulus. Right. Praise Jesus. I'm, I mean, seriously. income tax. Yeah, for real. Because even if they put a flat tax and reduce the size of the government, we would have a surplus. Like, mm-hmm. you don't need that. You don't need all this shit. Like, all we need to do is just get back on track with our budget and put in a flat tax and eliminate this. I don't understand. Uh, I just don't understand why people think it, raising taxes is going to do any good. Because it's not. Yeah. All right. Uh, Again, because of lack of understanding about the way things work. And that's so frustrating. It's so fucking frustrating. Like, guys, seriously, you like, God, just, I want to punch people sometimes. Like, you have no real world (laughs) understanding. And you like, and that's, and that's the thing is the people that want to do that have no real world understanding. And like all these people are like, why are you getting so mad? He's only going to tax people who make 400000 or more. No, that's not true. No, it's not true. And even if that was true, that's still bullshit. So look, what incentive do I have to make $400,000 a year or more? None. So here, here's the thing about taxing people that make you know 400000 or more a year. Um, those are usually the type of people that own businesses. So who do you think is really going to get taxed from that at the end of the day? It's going to be us exactly. Raise they're going to the prices exactly. They're going to raise the prices on the products they provide. Right. Oh, people don't understand. So, it. It's so fucking frustrating. Like I'm literally I'm getting worked up over here. Like ah. <laughs> it's so frustrating. No, man, I'm with you. It's it's. It, I mean, again, it just stems from a lack of understanding of how things work. It's like, a trickle down effect. These people, right? These people are here to make money. Like they, if they if they can't. If they can't make it the way they used to, they'll find another way, and it'll probably come at the cost of the consumer. Yeah, because at the end of the day, they're not going to lose money. No. Right. Just like landlords aren't going to lose money. They're going to raise your rent. No, they're not. In, they can't they're, afford to lose money. Yeah, they're looking to make a profit. They can't pay for your house while you just live in their house. Exactly. That's not how it works. Exactly. Somebody owns something. Everybody owns something. I mean, and nothing, none of this stuff just magically appears. It takes time. It takes the changing and exchange of funds. And it, you just can't hand it out and just create wealth out of thin air. It just doesn't work. That's why all you idiots listening need to vote libertarian next time. Yeah, you idiots. bastards. <laughs> you guys cost Joe Jorgensen the election because you voted for one of the two old pedophiles. You fuckers. Right. Yeah, that's that's another thing that blew my mind about this election. It was, um, you know what it was? It was a popularity contest. Well, and it was just um, so many people, people were just so set on getting rid of Orange Man. Orange Man, bad. Yeah, that's uh, that's exactly what I was going to say. So many people um, hopped on this bandwagon of, oh, Trump is like the fucking devil. And don't get me wrong. I don't like Trump as a person. Um, I think he's he's kind of deplorable as a human being, honestly. Um, okay, Hillary. I mean, if you ever you fired. <laughs> but look, but look, 
uh, I mean, I'm willing. <laughs> I'm willing to admit that as a politician, he actually didn't do like terrible. He, uh, right. he made a few things better for a lot of people. Other um, than increasing the and, deficit. And that being said, that, well, yeah. But you I know mean, that was going to be the, was what good. the Democrats were going to do. But they, yeah, we're exactly, right. exactly. And, but my and whole, my whole thing, point like, is. My whole point is, rather than looking at the policies of the person, all they did was look at the person. And then what blows my mind even more is that people think Biden is actually a good person because this man has like gone out of his way again and again and again to um, to like put these uh, policies into place um, that are hurting the very people that everybody wants to get help. Yeah, and exactly. Like, um, that what? was one of the <laughs> that was one of the funny things Ian posted. He was like, "All of you who are gung ho on Biden, uh, which part of the ninety four crime bill was your favorite?" <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, yeah. It, and it's it, like, yeah, and, okay, and then you, you don't like you, Trump. You literally have people that reply to that post and say, what, you mean the 94 crime bill, bill that he admitted was a mistake? It's like, no shit, Sherlock. And it's like, does that make it any better? He's only admitting it yeah. as, was a mistake was, now uh, because he was vying for the black vote. He That's was, the only reason. He was caught. That's yeah. it. That's it, man. He's a politician. Yeah. Of course he's going to change his for segregation. Well, all right, so real quick, guys, too? then let's switch or gears. Or is that before. just another, or is, just that, is that just another step in the pattern? Right. Let's, oh, yeah. Let's switch gears real quick. All right. So now that we think there may be a possibility of an, a Biden Kamala Harris presidency and eventually a Kamala Harris Lord presidency. Yeah, no doubt. That's I, right. I don't think he makes it to midterm elections. I think he hands the presidency off to her pretty fast. That, would, that's I my personal. See, I could see that. That's my personal feeling yeah. about it. And um, but all that aside, I wanted to ask you guys. So if if they end up being declared the president. Um, based on the electoral college vote coming up in December, what do you guys think they're actually going to be doing in order to change things in the United States? Like, what do you guys see them actually doing? What policies will they actually put forward and try to push through? So it's going to depend on the Senate. If they flip the Senate, they got carte blanche to do whatever they want because they'll have the House, the Senate, and the executive branch. But if they don't, and it retains and stays Republican, nothing's going to happen. Yeah, it'll. It, I, I I feel the same way. I I think the I think that the Republicans will block pretty everything. much everything and just basically. Well, they 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 won't. They'll have the House, but then it's going to go to the Senate, and then the Senate's going to be like, nah. Yeah, exactly. We're not we're not sending this to the presidential desk. Right. Yeah. So honestly, I think, and let's let's just take a deep breath, everybody listening. As bad as a as a as a as a Biden Kamala Harris ticket sounds, a divided government in our Congress and executive branch is probably not the most terrible thing that could happen. Well, no, I, because that means we're going to have gridlock, you know, with re, with regards to anything well, that's going to come down the pipe. It forces compromise. Right. It forces people to actually work with the other side, and which means that. In theory, it's going to be a more beneficial bill or, you know, whatever the case may be. Because, For the people. Yeah, because then you're not getting it all a leftist agenda or all a right agenda. It's going to be 
a right and a left agenda, which is comprising not, of a whole agenda. Let, let's be honest; it's not a whole lot different. It's going to be: <laughs> Do you want spending on yeah. social services, or do you want spending for the military? It's pretty much yeah. So, all right. So, what do you think they're going to try to push down our throats, though, with the presidency? That's still a question. What do you think? Um, universal health care, for sure. Okay. Um, and honestly, uh, I you think, think single payer, payer system? Yep. Like the NIH out in England. Yep, pretty much. Um, and I think that they're going to make a real hard play at going at ARs and um, AK-47s and stuff like that. What they would deem a quote-unquote yeah, assault my, weapon. That's my biggest... Um, uh, which, let's face it, an sorry, assault weapon is, is anything that you use in an assaulting manner. You can use a candle as an assault weapon. I mean, it just all depends on how you use it. It's literally I, an inanimate object. So I think that's going to be the two biggest things. I, I really do. And that's that's really scary because, um, you know, and honestly, I think they're going to try to go towards um, some of the freedom of speech stuff, too. They're going to start trying to censor more people. I agree with that 100%. Sean, what do you think, man? Uh, yeah, I I mean, I definitely want to. I have two really big hangups with uh, Biden and Kamala Harris. And one of those is guns, which I know Thomas already hit. Um, and my thoughts on that is that rather than trying to get a bill passed, he's just going to do an executive order, which is unconstitutional. Um, or she, right. Or she. Um, but they'll just do an executive order and turn it into uh, an NFA gun and just tax the ever-living shit out of it. I mean, put a $300 tax stamp on every AR out there um, and then tax the ammo into oblivion to where you can't even afford it anymore. Yeah. Or they'll just outright ban them, um, create a mandatory buyback, and then if you get caught with one, you're a felon. But how can um, they do a buyback when they never owned it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean that's right. I, I see your point. <laughs> you can't buy something back if you've never owned it. Like I get the no, concept I, I of see, it, but yeah, I see your point. But what I'm saying is, it's like, I, hey, yeah, turning your guns will give you this much money. I know. All it is yeah, is just I mean, a gun either confiscation. Way, is all it is. Ex yeah, exactly. Are you going to give me fair yeah. market value for my for my AR that I no longer have? Probably not. Quote, Wink, wink. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? What else? Yeah. What's that meme going around? Um, I think I yeah I had a really bad boating accident. <laughs> and lost all yeah. my guns. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe how many guns yeah. I lost la next week in that boating accident. <laughs> exactly. What else? What um, else do you my think? Other, my yeah. My other big hang up with um, Biden is his push for green energy, um, and now. Anybody that knows me knows that I'm an advocate for moving towards green energy. As we all are. But yeah. His whole, yeah. His whole thing is like making it happen now. It's, I mean, it's insane. That's, you're going to collapse the economy doing that shit. Um, it's, you can't do it in a four year period. Uh, hell, you can't even do it in a 10 year period. It's got to be. It's got to be more fluid than that. It, you really have to ease into the transition. I think we're, we use. I think it's minimum thirty. I, I think it's minimum half a century. I think fifty years. I mean, think of how long it took to get the infrastructure that we have in place today to manufacture the vehicles and then, of course, right. fuel them and move it all around. Like I did some research. So, and uh, you talked about how oil is a finite resource and. 
Yes and no. I think that there are some technologies that we can use to actually create synthetic oils and then, of course, recycle it. But here's here's my other thing, though. Lithium is also a finite resource. And I did some digging. Right. And based on the demand of cars and production right now today and including replacing every every vehicle that's currently on the planet we would only have 350 years of usable lithium mm-hmm. on planet earth so even electrical cars based on lithium batteries is still not a uh, one solved problem fix all solution you know we're still fucked so so hey let me hit you with a scenario here all right um asteroid mining that's that's the thing that they're trying to do now. Oh yeah. Um, so lithium occurs naturally, correct? It's yeah. It's a it's a process that it's created uh, usually under a lot of heat and pressures and stuff. That's why you find it deep in the earth. Okay. All right. So I mean, um, oil and and all of that requires organic matter. So the chances of us finding uh, more oil out in space are pretty slim, but lithium, I feel like we probably have a much better uh, opportunity to find. And granted, asteroid mining is going to be a ways out there. Yeah, uh, no, I, I would agree with that. Like, you know something, but I still don't think electric is the way. I think um, hydrogen fuel is the way because we can manufacture hydrogen, and the only byproduct of that is pure water. What's better than that? It's cleaner okay, than I mean, mining. Yeah, no, it's I cleaner than mining idea. lithium. I think that's the. I think that's the best solution. There are lith. Uh, sorry, there are hydrogen gas stations in California right now. Honda and Toyota both have hydrogen mm-hmm. cars, as do Korean car companies, and there are British automakers that are working on it as well. And BMW. I think hydrogen is honestly the future. I think electric cars will also be part of the solution. But I don't think it's the be-all, end-all. I think we need to have a mix of different technologies to go cleaner. But I, I think hydrogen is the future, though, because we can make it. We can manufacture it. And the byproduct is way better than the dirty mining that it takes to get this lithium on planet Earth. And if we're just assuming we're going to get all of our lithium in outer space, I mean, we know what it takes how much rocket fuel it takes to burn just to get to outer space. It's right. way more cars than I will ever drive in my lifetime just to, to shoot one <laughs> rocket up. So let's be real. That may not be a real solution unless we can find another way to get out of our Earth's atmosphere, which I'm not saying couldn't right. be done. Yeah. You know, there's some wild stuff out there. Um, Use hydrogen oh, rockets. Yeah. The space elevator, for instance, is uh, made out of carbon nanotubes that literally spans from the surface of the Earth to outside lower Earth orbit, and then you launch from there. That and 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 the there's a Japanese uh, futurist that's actually come up with concept on how to do it. And there's a company in Japan that actually wants to start a construction of it. That yeah, that'd is, be pretty is, dope. Actually, that's my thing. Like that'd be the way to do it. That yeah. would be crazy. See Ian to see. This is why I like talking to you, man. I learn new things every time we have a conversation. <laughs> but isn't that the, that's but. That's the thing. That's the whole point of this podcast is going in conversations, be able to learn new information. It doesn't matter what it's about. It's all about doing that. That's why I love yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Without That's it. That's why we're all awesome. So real quick, because I'm getting off on space and everything else. Yeah, you are. Because I, yeah, I usually do. Yeah, I was going to say, I would, yeah. I, was about to, uh, I was about to circle back to um, <laughs> what I was saying. What I was saying is that Biden, 
Biden's plan is too ambitious and it's going to cause more harm than good um, because he's going to end up shutting down all these oil companies and costing people jobs. Uh, and he may create new jobs, but who's going to train these people for it? Like, are they going to um, are they going to put all the money out there to retrain? Is it going to be even all? enough jobs to compensate for the jobs lost? Well, here, here's my thing. Does the word Solyndra come to mind for anybody? I'm going to be honest. Don't even uh, know what that is. That's the yeah, green I'm, I'm energy company sure. that President Obama, that's the green energy company that President Obama gave millions and millions of tax dollars to that went belly up two years later. Well, that's horrible. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Might be why I don't know about it. The government, yeah, look it up. It'll piss you off. That's, I don't that's, know that, if I want to. That's more money they stole from you to give to a company. I don't know if I want to do and that. And those CEOs <laughs> walked away millionaires and their company went belly up Bullshit. and there was nothing to show for it. The government is should not be in the business of picking winners and losers. Let the fucking market decide. That's the only way we're going to get Correct. out of this mess and that's the only way we're going to do it with our freedoms intact. Any other way is just more government and less freedoms all the time. Welcome to the Democratic right. Party. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take your freedom and your money. And you're going to have free health care. COVID won't be shit to you. But if you die, we're still going to tax you. Welcome to America, where you can't leave and you can't fight back. That's sad. It's going that way. <laughs> I um, mean, yeah, it's kind of like that now. If you get yourself in debt, then like... You're just kind of stuck here. You can't well, really do anything about it. Like, literally, and, there's and a death tax. And if you're a felon, you can't vote, so you don't have a voice, which and is, you can't leave the country. Yeah, it's fucked up. Unless you get your voting rights reinstated, which then you have, to go to, you have to go to court and pay out the ass to a lawyer. And, you know, it's like, who can afford that, really? They do that on purpose. Right. Um, I think that's another messed up thing. It's like, yeah, people make mistakes, and depending on what crimes they committed... Maybe they shouldn't have uh, the the ability to vote again. You know, like child rapists probably shouldn't need to be. Yeah. Voted. Oh yeah, no. But if you need to just be murdered, violent anyway. crimes, but if you violation have, of human rights, stuff like that. Yeah, that's different. But if you're just oh, you know, you got into a you fight, got caught with an ounce and of weed in the nineties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And, and you were arrested by Joe Biden's 1994 crime bill. You, exactly. know, you should probably get your voting rights back. <laughs> but but they don't want to do that because they know Correct. they'll all vote for a Republican. <laughs> I was just having that thought, dude. Yeah. I literally was just having that thought. Like, if those people could have voted this time around... Well, they were blown Trump away at the, at the Hispanic down. and the black vote for Trump. They were absolutely blown away. Dude, have you seen... I have seen so many yeah. Hispanic people on Facebook talking about Cuban Americans betrayed them and this and that. And it's like, so you're literally like, they're, they're like castrating these people and just like, just dogging. Did you them. say castrating? Castrating? Cash, Castro. <laughs> oh, hey, oh hey. that was stupid. Socialism. They don't yeah. see it. That's the thing. It's Cuban Americans <laughs> that fled Cuba don't want that to happen here, and they see so much of that comparison. Yeah, we're we're and, we're going down those. Yeah, those and slopes, and they don't man. want it. And yeah. like, um, I was talking uh, Friday. We went to lunch with a former coworker of mine and his girlfriend, who is a political refugee from Venezuela, which we talked about before. Yep. Um. And they were talking about that they really hope Trump wins. And they're Hispanic. Oh, I mean, I was down in yeah. Houston visiting my wife's side of the family and got to meet some folks for the first time that I've never met. And they were all, all for Trump. 
big time. See, it's crazy. I mean, Trump Trump totally fucked up with the whole wall thing. That never should have. I, I think that was come an, about. <laughs> I think that was the, I think that was an argument he probably shouldn't have wasted any time on. Yeah. Or, or at least yeah. not made it so public. Like, do it, do whatever you do. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm for having, making sure that our borders are secured from terrorists coming over, right? Like, we don't want just like people exactly. immigrating yeah. coming over with AK-47s trying to set up shop in the middle of Montana to, you know, train terrorists inside our country. If yeah. you want to come here with AK-47s, but you want to be American, you know, citizens, by all go means, for it. let's hey, bring <laughs> bring them on. <laughs> I'll go to the range with you, baby. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. We don't want terror cells, though. That's bad. <laughs> I'm, I'm all for, you know, ensure it. Yeah, I'm all for ensuring our borders are safe. And I think most people would agree with that. Um, but yeah, the whole the whole wall thing definitely kind of fucked him over. And that's really yeah, what started he, this whole thing, I think. Yeah, he's, um, he, I mean, it, he, he was just, beating a dead horse, man, I think, is what he was doing. Yeah. He really stuck his foot like way far in his mouth. And it's like, come on, man, just leave it alone. <laughs> yeah, shut up about it and move on to That's real the, problems. That was his biggest fall. He couldn't shut his mouth. Yeah, I, yeah, Correct. I would agree yeah. with that. And his ego. His ego is gigantic. Oof. But let's it's just huge. But let's be honest. People that are successful in business have big egos. And that's typically what you need in order to be successful. You just. You just have to be cutthroat and, and that's just business. And for right. what it's worth, that's, that's, I mean, you knew what you were getting with Trump. There was no question because he would tell you right on Twitter. <laughs> so from that perspective, I mean, I thought it was kind of cool because um, we'd never seen anything like that before. Everything, everything before that was always scripted speech writers and, and stuff that other people were posting on behalf of the president elect of the United States. But Trump, he's like, nah, here, right. I'm going to just say what I'm going to say. And th it is what it is. And you know, there's something to be said about that, but all right, guys, I'm going to wrap this up real quick with my thoughts on, uh, uh, Biden and Kamala Harris. Um, what I think they're going to try to do, I think they're going to try to in enact some kind of, uh, Medicare for all program, um, in the way that, uh, to, to kind of, fix the pitfalls of Obamacare and they're going to build off of it. And I always thought that that's what Obamacare was set out to do. It wasn't set to put a single payer healthcare system in place. It was created to fail so that then they could come in and put on a cape and say, Hey, we're going to fix this healthcare issue. And now it's going to be single payer. It was a baby step to get where they really wanted to be. That's, that's my um, uh, opinion. I could see that. Now I also think um, we're going to yeah. see, we're going to see a lot of uh, more trade deficit with China. We're going to bend over to China a lot more than we have with Trump in office. And we may see more foreign meddling with regards to what's going on in Azerbaijan and Middle East and Turkey right now and Syria. I think we'll be on board to start seeing more of that start playing up. We'll probably start hearing ISIS a lot more. That word's going to get tossed around God, a lot more. Not. Because I really feel like Biden is like George Bush light. That's honestly what I feel like. <laughs> I'll just be honest. So we're going to get into another war is what you're thinking. I think we're going to put our nose where it doesn't belong. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. And where that ends up being, I, I'm not a, a, you know, military strategist by any stretch, but I would assume probably somewhere over in the Middle East to stop one of these civil wars or. Part of me is like, 
pick let's, a winner or loser. Either let's stay out of everybody's business or just take over the whole world and be done with it. Like, <laughs> like, like that's well. If China wasn't in the way, we might have already done that. That's true. You know, something to think about. Oh, and that's another thing is like Taiwan. Like that could be the thing that that gets us well, pulled into a let war. Me, let me get your thoughts real quick. Sorry, I know. So what do you think is going to happen if Biden takes over and with Putin stepping down? Ooh, yeah, that's a great question. Um, I have no idea. I, I really don't know. I don't know enough about who's going to be back there to replace Putin if he does, in fact, step down due to health, health reasons. But I did see that the, their parliament was putting forward a bill that basically gives him political immunity. Um, yeah, I saw that. Meaning any crimes he committed against his own country or people while in office, they're just going to wipe the slate clean for him. So when he's no longer in office, nobody can go after him. If it, if indeed a political adversary was to become the, the prime minister of Russia, you know. Right. And, but I don't know right. a whole lot about their government guys i'll be honest i, mean, I don't same. know i don't know how it yeah. all works but i know he's for all intents and purposes he's pretty much a dictator over there exactly that, and that's kind of what i was They've kind of alluding to yeah it's like, it's a it's a swinging door of the same guy keep reelecting the same guy for he's been their president since i was a kid man so we're talking what 25 30 years like come on at what point do you say you're just a dictator that's why we are term, so happy yeah. to have term limits, and that's why we need to have term limits in Congress also. Yes, agree. The House and the Senate both need 100%. to have term limits. Because what, what's happening today is an absolute travesty. All right. I think that's going to be it for, for my thoughts on that, because um, I think you guys already touched on other things that I was going yeah. to say, and I agree with. So let's get over to the good news story of the day. Let's do it. So today, from the Good News Network, the uh, th this was actually released November six. Scientists turn plastic waste into valuable commodities, creating a bigger market for waste materials. As much as plastic has been maligned in recent years, it was actually a remarkable invention for humanity, allowing us to craft unique materials for essential items and everyday necessities. The problem is, is that so much of it ends up in landfills and oceans. The best way forward in dealing with plastic today is to create a circular economy in which resources can be reused rather than thrown away. And a new technology developed by an international research team may be an innovative solution to address that problem. In the October edition of the journal Natural Catalyst, scientists from Oxford and other universities in UK, in collaboration with research groups in China and Saudi Arabia, announced they had developed a simple method for retrieving valuable chemicals from plastic waste so that recyclers may have a means of making more money from collecting plastic waste. According to the study, the team's new process involves breaking plastic down into molecular components by pulverizing it. Oh no, my... My thing jumped here. Hang on. Uh, <laughs> Technical difficulties. And, it, and, and using microwaves. Sorry, I'm back on track. Doing so can release the core components of plastic materials, including hydrogen and pure carbon, which can then form high-value products like carbon nanotubes. Ding, 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 ding. An accompli uh, to accomplish this feat, <laughs> the team used a novel set of catalysts, a fancy word for materials that spur subsequent chemical reactions. Normally, Waste recycling equipment will heat up the plastic itself to melt it down. In this case, however, research heated up their signature blend of catalyst first, which propelled the conversion process forward in fascinating new ways. Between 30 to 90 seconds later, the team found that their one-step rapid conversion process would produce useful chemicals 
The hydrogen they obtained was 97% pure, providing a great potential source of clean hydrogen fuel. Ding, 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 ding. And the carbon they obtained was crafted into <laughs> high-value carbon nan- nanotubes. Ding, 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 motherfucker. A next-generation engineering <laughs> material that is incredibly durable but lightweight. These materials taken together could provide a crucial revenue stream for recyclers. One of the researchers, Professor Peter Ed- Edwards at Fox, uh, Oxford's Department of Chemistry, said, this opens up an entirely new catalyst in terms of selectivity and offers a potential... Damn, it just jumped again, this ad. Uh, potential route to the challenge of the plastic waste Armageddon, particularly in developing countries as one route to the hydrogen economy, effectively enabling them to leapfrog the sole use of fossil fuels. We were just talking about this, guys. It's important to keep in yeah. mind that the team cited here used only a small sample set of plastic waste. However, they believe the process can scale meaningfully to an industrial level. It's thought, almost like that's relevant. I thought that was badass. <laughs> so I, want, awesome. I wanted to share no, that, that with you yeah, guys. Yeah, that's awesome. Imagine taking all the plastic that we're throwing away and refining it and pulling nine, fuel. get 97% pure hydrogen fuel. That's fucking amazing, guys. And we're talking about recycling things that are already exist, you know, that are not being used. Yeah. So we don't have to go necessarily digging for it. So not only are you taking that plastic waste and using it for fuel, but then... You make it other becomes, products. Yeah, out of that. it becomes pure water. Yeah, and like, ca- and carbon nanotubes. Right. You can use to create wild construction That's projects. Awesome. So that I thought. Yeah, I really love cool. science. Science is wicked cool. Stay in school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's yeah. that really is pretty awesome though. Uh, I, I'm Sound like the Hodge twins over today. here. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm I'm glad I found it today. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, <laughs> I think we're going to wrap it up for this episode of the Unbiased Freedom Podcast. Always wrap it up. Yes. <laughs> Unless you want children. Thank you, Thomas. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know that was stupid. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, well, we we <laughs> had to have we had to have one stupid joke in there. I oh, hadn't yeah. really had. Well, I had, well, I had one stupid yeah. joke. You know, Castro. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was, that was really yeah. bad. That was good. That was really bad. Yeah. But uh, it was almost uh, bad as him. Yeah. Almost. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> almost. Almost. All right, guys. Well, thanks everybody for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next one. Until next time, have a good one. Yes. And always keep follow us, like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. And we will see you guys on the next one. Thanks for listening.